Thank you for being with us today. We would love to have you join us in person. To partner with us or to give online, go to www.upperroomohio.com. We hope you enjoy this message. last service of 2017. I'll tell you what, Revelation 4 never gets old to me. Never does. That last song, that was really what it is. It's just Revelation 4. Heaven, what what John the Beloved was revealed, what heaven is like, and um, all the host of angels bowing down, singing the same song over and over and over and never getting tired of it, never getting old to worship the King of Kings. I tell you, some of my greatest encounters this year came from just um, the all of God from that, from that passage in Revelation 4. And I would just read that, and I heard somebody say, why do people fall down when they get prayed for? When, because it's so powerful they can't stand up. But I just laid down there, and why not end the year, the most powerful part of what my year was, in the awe of God. No matter what's going on, I, I ended up getting um, the flu bit bug midweek this week. And oh man, it was, I've not had it that bad since I was about 10 years old in a, in a uh, lake house in Michigan. And if you know what I mean, you're, you're trying to figure out the timing, all right? If you, if you can feel where I'm going with that, um, you're, you're on the white throne with a bucket and uh, you're just not going to go any more graphic than that. But as I was totally, de- and I'm the biggest baby when I'm sick. Like, hands down, I think I'm dying every time. Like, I get a cold, I'm like, Lord, raise me from the dead. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and it's like 3 or 4 in the morning by this point, and uh, I was just already to that point of just like dry heaving and stuff. And, and I just remember going back to the couch and uh, just, just thanking the Lord. I have no idea why it just came into me. And I was, as I was here this morning, like, as I'm totally depleted, totally like ready to give up because I'm a big baby. And I just remember thinking some of my circumstances this year and through my life and some of the greatest trials I've been through, I just go back to that place of worship, that place of not knowing what to do. So I just praise the Lord. And that's what I did. I remember through the night just audibly, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. So why not finish our year that, that way this, this day? Why not go into the next year with worship and praise and thanksgiving on our hearts? Why not go with expectancy and hope and the power of the Messiah? Why not, right? So um, today, I don't have a long message. I've said that before, so don't hold me to that, but but really, I'm I'm just still a little messed up right now. Um, I'm just going to quickly revisit the series that we're in, and I'm just going to get right into it because today is more of a service for you to make declarations, not for me to deliver you uh, a word. I'm going to, and I'm going to set up the stage for the declarations going into 2018. And I know that 2017 was trying for some of us. I know that some people, um, you know, the marriages weren't where they thought they should be. I know that finances may have taken a, 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 a back step there. I, I understand life, health. I know there's been some deaths this year in the church and, and um, 
and families of the church, and, and, I, and I understand that, and it's been really, really difficult for some people, and some of them were absolute shockers. But I'm just saying that we're going to go into 2018 expecting hope, expecting the power of God, expecting the love of God, and declaring that there's going to be breakthrough, declaring there's going to be breakthrough in our homes, our children's homes, our grandchildren's homes, declaring that there's going to be breakthrough in our work situation, our finances, our marriages, our cities, our communities, our industries, right? We're going to just declare, and we're going to go into the year, no matter what we're seeing. Gideon, he was at this campfire, and the angel appeared to him and said, you're going to win this battle. And Gideon about fell off his, his, his fold-up lawn chair at the campfire and, and said, you, no, I'm not the right guy. And he said, no, you're going to do it by going up to the top of that hill. You're going to clang a bunch of things together, light these candles, and you're going to win the battle that way. Now, now imagine the God of the impossible in the final hour saying, you're going to win the battle. Listen, we've still got about 12 hours, 13 hours of this year left. Maybe God is still planting seeds in this final hour. The end suddenly is right here. Or maybe it's the breakthrough that's going to come next year. But I believe in the God of the impossible, the God that can take the most. No, that's too many. We're going to dwindle that down. You're going to do it with this. Like, no, that's, you're not going to do it your way. You're, you're going to do it my way. And that's, I believe that's the way we're going to go into this year, that, that I'm not going to, it's not me, it's not me, it's, it's in the all of God, in his presence. So we've been doing this series called Every, and I'm just going to recap two weeks ago, when, when I, or three weeks ago when I preached, hosting his presence, the house of Obed-Edom. I'm just going to recap that. And as we go into this Pursuit 21, and, and you're welcome to join us starting Tuesday, and uh, I feel Michael usually leads that, and, and I just would ask that we can start with that song that we just left off with. Let's kick off prayer night and worship night, that song, starting off that way, um, and then we'll just see where it goes. But really giving God our first fruits, giving God the first of our year. And I, we understand tomorrow's a holiday, so we wouldn't start 21 days of fasting when I've got a lot of football to watch and uh, buffalo chicken dip waiting for me and all kinds of other stuff that Nicole has just spoiled me with. Okay, so 2 Samuel says this, and this is kind of where we landed uh, three weeks ago. And it says, the ark of the Lord remained there in Obed-Edom's house for three months. Now listen, David had, had uh, a guy was irreverent to the Ark of the Covenant as they were, as they were transporting it, all right? So they needed a safe place to go. So they went to this Levite's place who were in charge of guarding the, the tent, all right? So, so they end up at Obed-Edom's house, and it says for three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom's, Obed-Edom and his entire household. Then King David was told the Lord had blessed Obed-Edom's household and everything he had. Because he hosted the presence. So that's how we're going into this year is what does it look like to host his presence, to put him first, to worship him, to put his word first, to put, it, to put his gospel first, to put him first in my marriage. You know, the Bible talks about a three-chord strand not easily broken. Like in, in, in a marriage, that's, that's my wife and I, but God right in the center. And when he's in that midst and we're hosting him and everything we do is based on him, we plant Jesus in the center of everything and then we form our lives and everything around that. What does that look like? What does it look like? And we're working this out. We're, we're still figuring this thing out. We're not perfect by any stretch of the means. But what does it look like that we host his presence just for three months and our entire household and everything in it is blessed? So, so it takes me to this. The Bible has some promises. And how many believe that his promises are yes and amen. amen. It's his yes, but it's our amen. It's his promise, but it's our process. 
There's some prophetic words, there's declarations, there's prayers that maybe aren't yet fulfilled. And some of those are just promises that are his yes. That's his promise. That's for him to do. Some are our process. That's for us to grab hold of. And, and it's yes and amen. So when he says these are promises, some we just receive and some we have to go after. You know, I, we've had prophetic words and, and we had many of them. Uh, we were called out at a conference by Sean Bowles, if you've heard of him. And uh, called me out by first and last name and all these details. And I just believe the word that he gave, and you can catch it on YouTube or, or one of our social media platforms and just look for Sean Bowles under those. If you, I believe that some of it was just to be received, and some of it was to be stewarded, and some of it was actually to be pursued. It's the yes and amen. So I went after the amen in case they weren't the yes. And I believe that's, that's like it for, for this year. It's like some we just received. Some of God's inheritances, his blessings, we received. But some we actually have to steward. Some means I actually have to get on my knees and pray for my kids. My wife and I, we, we set out daily and we're praying for the future husbands and my future sons of my four daughters. And how excited I am to finally get sons. <laughs> I'm definitely adopting that term, son in loves. Come on, let's go hunting. I've been shopping for so many years, fella. Let's go. Let's go mudding. Let's go fishing, something. My kids actually do most of that with me. But I'm so excited. But we are praying now for their future husband. My daughters are 3 to 10 years old. But I'm investing time on my knees now to say the amen to go after the inheritance for my daughters. I'm changing things in my heart. I'm changing my temper and some of my bad attitude and my anger so that my daughters don't have to inherit that curse. All right, there's things that I'm doing for the amen so that they can also receive their yes, right? So here's some promises. Acts 16.31 says this. It says, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved along with everyone in your household. The Bible talks about a promise of whole house salvation, that means the whole house is blessed. He went in there, somebody gets saved, and then the entire household gets saved. Let me, let me go to another one here. Daniel 4.3 says this. He promises that how great are his signs and how mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and his dominion is from what? Generation to generation. Meaning, I receive a generational blessing. Now it gets passed down to my generations and generations to come. The things that I pay for, now others get to play. All right? The things that I see with a hundred-year vision, he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The things that are inherited here, now my family, my kids, my grandkids, my great-grandkids now get to benefit for the time I spend on my knees worshiping God, pressing through trials in a godly way, living a life of integrity and righteousness and holiness, the sacrifices the people that shun me now, now my kids get a benefit from walking that out because I paid a price to say yes to Jesus. So let's, let's go to Joshua. Joshua 24, 15. And this is really where I'm going to land. I'm already to the meat. Not yet to the closing, but to the meat. It would be amazing if I could get a water. Brett, you did so good on the piano today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so proud of him. I've not seen him play the piano in quite a long time. And uh, if you only knew Brett's story, if you only knew his and suddenly, um, man, I was just bragging about my brother a couple of weeks ago. Thanks, brother. I was just bragging about Brett and, and Matt even um, just a few weeks ago. Um, when Brett first came to us, he came with us with a couple caseworkers to, to church. 
Uh, he has had a form of autism. And um, God began to heal him through worship. He would go home and worship pretty soon. He was totally freed from needing caseworkers, got a job. He, has, he owns his own home. Not only that, at around 18, 20 years old, my brother taught him how to ride a bicycle, how to drive a car, totally independent, but he also taught him how to play the piano. So as he began to learn to play the piano, and, and there are things released in the worship of Jesus. There are, there are breakthroughs in worship. So as he began to play and learn the piano and worship Jesus through song, he began to be healed of autism. And now fully independent, working, owning his own home. I mean, these are the things that God does. And to see him back up there playing the piano and, and having that part in that song, I was like, I, I leaned over to Nicole. I was like, Brett's killing it today. It's so good to see you back up here, man. I love it. So I'm so proud of you. Thanks for the water. Cheers, mate. Happy New Year's. All right. That's about as crazy as I'll get tonight. And if it seems evil to you, I, back on track here, I said short. I told Nicole, I was like, I think it's 10 minutes. Do I need to make it 15? She's like, I hate to tell you this, but uh, maybe. So Joshua 24, 15 says, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. I'll get back to that word serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the God of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house... We will serve the Lord. The word serve there actually comes from a, from a meaning that says, give allegiance exclusively to God. Who are you going to serve this day? Are you going to give exclusively the allegiance to God and only God because he's a jealous God? And Joshua's standing up making a public declaration. He's taking a spoken word. Listen, the Bible says that although a small member of your body, your tongue can produce a forest fire. What that means is, although it's just this little piece in your body, it does so much damage if done the wrong way, but so much life if the right way. It says death or life are in the power of the tongue. So all of a sudden, he's making this public declaration. He's making this declaration that says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So there is power in the spoken word, and there's power in the written word. So he's making this declaration saying, no, as for me and my house... From generation to generation, I'm making a generational declaration here. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're taking allegiance exclusively to God, and we're only going to serve God. We're not going to serve the false idols and the false gods created in these other lands. We're not going to get caught up in consumerism and materialism and serve these false gods. We're not going to get caught up in that promotion. We're not going to get caught up in that issue or that trial and begin to worship it and fear it. We're going to serve and stand steadfast as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Going on, it says in 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. this is moving into pursuit 21. We'll get back to the declarations in a minute. I love this. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways... Then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Listen, it's saying, it's the yes and the amen. If my people will humble themselves, seek me, pray, put me first, stand up with a declaration to say, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. We'll host his presence for three months. Then I'll heal their land. I'll, I'll forgive them of their wicked ways. I'll do this, this, and this, and I'll give a generational blessing. 
The Bible says in Proverbs 29, 18 that without vision, people perish. Without some form of direction, without some form of, of a target with an arrow of where to go, people will die. Listen, Joshua stood up for a generation. Joshua stood up for his family. He stood up for his household to say, as for me and my house, we're going this way and we will serve the Lord. We're, there's blinders on us like a horse in a race. We are going this way and we will be steadfast. In the New Testament, it talks about you fought the good fight. You've kept the faith. You've finished the race. Why? Because you stayed steadfast on the target. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. The last thing I'm going to say, and the, the band can come. In Habakkuk 2, there's the spoken word, and there's also the written word. Habakkuk 2 says to write your visions down on tablets so that when people see it, they can run with it. I, I, I'm very passionate about the spoken word and what comes out of my mouth and what comes out of our mouths are either life or death. But I'm also very passionate about when we write something down, when we do this, when we make a declaration and it's written and we're reminded of it and we see it and we post it. I'll post things on my mirror in my bathroom. I'll post things. I've got post-its at work and I, this note on my whiteboard, my kids came and it's from the secret admirer. My girls are learning how to spell, so it's from the secret and murder. <laughs> and it says, today is the day the Lord's made. Rejoice and be glad in it. I think it's just the last verse. It says, rejoice and be glad in it. Because every single morning, I call them at 8.30 on their way to school. And I say, today is the day the Lord has made. And they say, we'll rejoice and be glad in it. It's this thing we've been doing since they've been in school almost every single day. And so on my, on my whiteboard, that's a declaration. I keep that written there. That is a written prophecy over my life every day when I see that. It's a reminder that I can actually live in that and choose joy no matter what's going on around me. When there's a storm all around me, God is still in heaven being worshipped, being served, being adored by 24 elders, four living creatures, right? By a host of angels saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. This is Revelation 4. As for me and my house, We'll serve the Lord. So today what we're really going to do here is we're going to write down these visions. This, I, I believe this. And, and my mentor, Leif, he asked me, what's your, what's your goals? What's your dreams and visions for 2018? So I texted him what those were. And here, here's, here's what I, I wrote to him. And then I want to just include you, what we're going after as a church. And we're going to pass out these cards and we're going to give you a moment as, as we sing a song here. How about you do Reckless Love, since that was on the list anyway? Yeah. You want to do that? Or whatever you have playing is great. Let's go with that. <laughs> I thought I saw that on the set list, but I may not have. All right. The vision that I had was going after breakthrough, prophecies and unanswered prayers being fulfilled, increase and acceleration. That was my vision for, for, for me personally. Goals was to finish writing the two books that I'm working on. Also goal to pay off the church. Also have a goal to be more intentional, organized, and administrative. Dreams to see revival in marriages, families, churches, cities, and nations. Would love for those areas to truly reflect who the Father really is. Heaven on earth and marriages and families, including ministers and pastors. I have an incredible conviction. That the men and women of God who stand up on Sundays with a microphone actually portray what they really preach. 
and that their families don't get leftovers, including me. My family doesn't get leftovers or fake or somebody who is not up here, but they get a better version that's even up here. And then the last thing I put, that the God of the impossible do the impossible. Let me share a story with you, and I'm going to close this right now. I had this, this I, I've only heard like the audible oh, voice of God just a few times, a couple times. The first time I ever heard this, this just pounding voice that I felt was the Lord was about 10 or 11 years ago. And, and at that time, the church finances, I, I think annually, uh, our income was about $75,000. Now, our church was starting to get full. We, we were a little church on 4th and Plum. We still own that building. That's, that's where we were before here if you're new with us. And it held about 120, maybe. And we began at the end there packing in 140, 150. And it was pretty fun, actually. It would actually shake. That freedom song, we would sing it back then, and that thing would boom, boom. It, who remembers that? Anybody? If you were down in the children's areas in the basement, it was scary. Like, it legit was scary. You're like... So, anyway, the Lord spoke to me saying, uh, I'm going... I'm going to, somebody is going to give $100,000 to the church anonymously. And I was like, what? And I know there was a family in the church trying to work out a settlement. I'm like, well, maybe that's it. I know there was people in the church that played the lottery. I'm like, well, maybe that's it. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm for the lottery. It's probably, it's a, it's a losing situation there for, for us on this side, I, it's statistically. Anyway, it's not the message today. <laughs> However... I'm like, Lord, and it was way out of the box. It was like, oh my gosh, that's twice of what our annual income is, more than. And I'm like, this, there's no way. And, and I just held on to that word. I held on to that prophecy. I held on to that declaration. I held on to that promise. And year after year would go by, and then, then we need to buy land, and we were falling short in finances. Like, where is it, Lord? Then we needed to build a building, and, and, and we had no by all these banks. And where is it, Lord? And then we get a yes. And then we, we start digging the foundation here in the parking lot, and we hit rock. And it set us back $100,000 the first month of construction here. So I'm like, okay, all right, now we got to be creative. So these light trusses you see, those are TV antennas that we cut down. And, and, and all the lights and everything in here, we did ourselves. All the stone on the outside, many of us men would spend endless hours doing that ourselves. So we made up $100,000 just by elbow grease, hard work, and sacrifice. I'm like, Lord, was that it? He said, nope, that wasn't it. I'm like, come on, Lord. When we most need it, give it. Well, I'm at lunch uh, a few weeks ago and uh, meeting with a, a person. And this person says, listen, I, I want to let you know just so you don't throw it away in the trash because you might think it's a joke. But, and it's going to come from a trust. But I want you to know that my wife and I, we've, we've prayed about this. And, and we're going to give your church $100,000 this year. And I want you to know that we're also going to give that next year. Not all that uncommon for me. I just began to weep. Not for the amount of money. It could have been $100. Could have been $1,000. Could have been $10. But the fact that God promised me that. And I never gave up hope. I never lost hold of that promise, and I never denied it, and I never lost faith of it. I questioned it, but I never lost faith. And then all of a sudden, it's the exact amount what he promised me, double portion. 
And here's what I'm saying. I, I'm telling you this story. It's anonymously. You'll never know. We're never going to disclose that. But here's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you this story. I was given permission to tell the story. But I'm telling you this because if God is the God of the impossible, he can do the impossible. If God can do this, what else can he do? And I just remember I left that, that meeting and I called my wife. I said, you're never going to believe this. I said, you I said, remember 11 years ago, 10 years ago, God gave me this word that we were going to... And she's like, what, what, what? What is it? What is it, Aaron? And then all of a sudden, my faith on that phone call and through that next couple weeks, I started having faith for the people who were promised babies. I started having faith for the people who were in wheelchairs. I started having faith for those who were going through cancer. Listen, next week, you're going to hear a story here. They're going to kick off the 11 a.m. service of somebody who on Pink Sunday's tumors went from like 44 tumors to like 19 or 16 in their body. In three weeks confirmation through, through a CAT scan confirmed that they have less than half the tumors in their body as once before, three weeks prior. Only God can do that. So I'm believing in 2018, God of the impossible. Let me, let me finish with this verse and then we'll hand out the cards. Ephesians 3, 20, 21. I want you to grab hold of this for whatever it is going on and start to get things in your heart that you want to write down. I'm going to read this, and then we're going to ask a few guys just to pass out these cards, and we have tons of pins to pass out to. Where are they? Up there? Maybe Micah, Josh, whoever can just come help. But let me read this first. Now to him, Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him. Now. And listen to that word. Now. We don't have to wait till next year. It could be in the next 12 hours. Now. The time is now. Now, today is the day of salvation. Sozo, saved, healed, delivered. Today is the day. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe next month, maybe these three months. It says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think or according to his power that works in us. To him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations. This is a household promise. This is a child promise. This is a grandchild promise. Forever and ever. Amen. Now to him. Now to him. More than we can ask, think, or imagine. Abundance, blessing, favor, health, marriage from heaven. Like this is, sky's the limit. So we're going to pass these cards out and let's do one per person and maybe also one per couple. We have enough. So one per adult or person, if, if your children are old enough, they're welcome to have a card. And we'd love to have one for your household as well separately. And I'll give you some instructions. Listen, this is the spoken word as well as the written word. Habakkuk 2, write it down. Write it down. just a little longer than we anticipated, but I believe that worship was worthy enough to God to take us over a few minutes. Yeah. So here's, here's what I, I'm, I'm just encouraging you to do. You can do however you want, whatever, maybe God put something in your heart already, and you don't have to finish it today. It, it could be a, a dot, dot, dot. All right, you can add to this as, as the day or week goes on, or as these 21 days, as we embark on humbling ourselves submitting ourselves, praying, seeking him. Maybe, maybe things will be added and maybe your faith has increased even for more. Maybe you get to add a zero to that financial number if that's what you're going for. 
Listen, I believe that there's going to be more things than just financial blessing. I believe that 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 promise fulfilled to us as a church. And, and by the way, we applied 100% of that to the equity of the church to help pay off the church this year, this coming year. So, but here's the deal. I believe that opened up a faith realm. Why not? If God can do that from 11 years ago, why can't he do it? And I'll be honest, it was one of the funnest conversations as a leadership team. The, the core pastors we met, we said, I got to tell them, I said, what are we going to do with $200,000? What do we want to do with it? We were trusted to choose what we wanted to. And, um, and we decided the first hundred was going to be applied to the principal. The next hundred, 80,000 would, and we're going to tithe. We're going to do 20,000 next year to the community in some radical way. Whether it's the school system, the city, city workers, we don't know yet. But we as a church get to dream about what we get to do with $20,000 next year already. So, anyway, here's what I encourage you. Dream of the impossible. Maybe you want a marriage from Eden, a marriage from heaven. Maybe that's what you're going for. Your kids, maybe there's health, maybe there's things in school. I I'm saying go for the impossible here. As an individual, I'm not going to lie, I, I want to lose like 40 pounds this year, all right? So uh, that's going to be a part of mine. I, I want some natural things as well, but also some spiritual things. It's okay to do both. So take one for you personally. Then as a family, we're going to give you about five to seven minutes here to form that one as a family, all right? You as a couple, you as a, as a married couple, or if you're not married, just, just you, your house. What do you want this year? What do you want God to touch? What do you want God to bless? What do you want God to just breathe on? Open the floodgates of heaven on. What do you want? What do you been praying for for decades, years, months, and it's not been fulfilled? Put it down there. It is God of the impossible. He is God of the impossible. So we're just going to give you a few minutes here to just put what the Lord breathes in your heart right there.
at them. We're, we're not going to keep them. We are going to ask families, if you choose to, to stand up and maybe say a portion so we can pray for you, so we can encourage you through the year, and we can dream with you. Um, so these are not going to be collected. These are just for your personal use. So we'll give you two more minutes. Yes and amen. 